Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Crew 3. We are here as always. It's your host Ruckman and with me as co-host Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, how you doing? Hey. Pretty good. Alright, we had a great weekend at PAX. We're going to go into that in a little bit. But before we start that, uh, I think we have some house cleaning to do. Because at PAX we did forget to record something. And Ricky, we never got, we didn't get on video our pie bet, of course. The card we had already previously selected is Drag the Underworld. I got a lot of flack for helping and picking that in the Professor's Top 5 video, and I still stand by that choice. I think it's the cards to be very strong. Uh, so, But before we, of course, finalize, we have to come to terms on what events are we counting in this pie bet. So, of course, we're going to do the PTs, GPs. Uh, What's a GP? Stars, and Magic oh, Fest. Oh, sorry, Magic oh, Fest. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Star City Opens, Star City Classics, and then are we doing online PTQs? Heck no. Wow. Paper PTQs. Firm. They get reported. Do they, do they report them? They report the Magic Fest ones. Okay. You can have the Magic Fest ones. Sure. Perfect. All right. Um, but, like, Sandusky, Ohio's PTQ of eight players is not going to count. No, the, we'll, we'll count the Magic Don't Fest Don't you disrespect ones. Sandusky, Ohio. Those those do get reported. My apologies to the eight Magic players it's in the Sandusky, third best, Ohio. It's the third best Sandusky. I oh, might be no. the best Sandusky now. <laughs> that name was defamed. Oh, Alright, so, uh, and are we going to do just one, one copy main board, at least? I feel like this is needs to be worded perfectly. I think that at least two copies in the main board, or a total of four in the 75. I'll give you, mm. if we get to four in the 75, that'll, I'll let you come in from the sideboard. Okay. If you get a full four. Okay. But main deck two. Main Personally, deck two. I prefer the wording to be sloppy. So that it's more fun at the end when everybody argues. When everybody loses, yeah, that's fair. I, but my thing is, I never said this would fully replace all the removal. So I, w- I just want one in the 75 and don't give me any in the sideboard. One in the 60 and none in the 75. That's what I mean. None in the sideboard. You guys can't. We're not going right. to count the sideboard. I'm the one drinking. Want, you guys need I want, to be. I want one in the main board. I'll give you that. Perfect. Because hey, I guess don't what? think this card is good at There's all. There's already League Desk List 5 0 with one copy in the main board. I That's got this in the league. bag. That's a I don't league. care. I don't What's care. Happening? It's happening. It's happening. Anyone can 5-0 a league. You've oh. already lost. All right, go do it then. All right, so with that out of the way, you know, we got, like I said, we've got packs to talk about. We've got our deck list that we talked we prepared for you guys this week, and I'm sure there's other stuff to talk about. So let's get started. Let's do a quick cursory over what happened at PAX. Who wants, yeah. to, ta- who wants to start out? Uh, Ricky, you want me to go first? You want to go first? I mean, uh, you guys played Magic. We That's did true. play Magic. Uh-huh. Chris and I were in the pits all weekend while Ricky was busy networking with his real job, the YouTube channel, The Island Resolves. Uh, mm-hmm. Door Monster, Door mm-hmm. Monster, sir. Uh, I turned the Island Resolves. Anyway, uh, only, anyway. We, we had a lot of fun uh, playing this weekend. We had a pretty fair amount of success, I would say. I we, three won every qualifier I tried to get in. Yeah, I was going to say, like we, we actually had pretty... pretty um, Pretty great results in Pioneer. I think we pretty much threw in everything. I think I 2 2'd with Phoenix one time, yeah. and the other times I 3 1 And um, then you I also did get just... to play one Pioneer qualifier with Green Blue that yeah, I borrowed well, from that's, Ruckman. That's a deck list I haven't had a chance to talk about yet, but I like that deck a lot. I think it's got some strong legs. Oh, man. And I think, I think Uro's going to help that deck list out. I uh, I loved it. I think we weren't quite playing enough ways to interact. There's not there's not a ton you could do anyway in, in as far as green blue as far as like um, removing things but there's that one you know 
three mana split card that that takes something out and makes it a frog or something like that. I, I don't remember, but um, that's a fun one to play. Uh, but basically, play, we're playing. We can also just play actual Pongify because Rapids yeah, that's in. true. You can. Uh, basically, the deck is a Wilderness Reclamation deck, which is one of my favorite cards. And we're playing Brazen Borrowers. Uh, Wilderness Reclamation, by the way, is a card that lets you untap during your instep in case you didn't play standard recently. Um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of fun. We get to play that. We play Gadwick. Gadwick, not its best here, but you get to tap out on your turn to draw some cards and then untap to get its second ability to let you tap things. So that's a one that I'm most favorite. I 3 one I just lost to an aggro deck that just beat me down pretty quickly. But other than that, we uh, we beat any of the Dirtly decks. We beat another aggro deck. And that was probably my actually probably one of my favorite events of the weekend. Um, besides the one in which I, your boy, 4-0'd, which is a Theros Limited uh, event, which qualified me for the Sunday tournament, uh, which was a lot of, a lot of fun. We won't, we won't talk about what happened in that Sunday tournament, but it was fun. No, that was... qualify. It was a sealed thing, and I, it was the worst sealed pool I've probably opened in a long time. We got three three-ofs of unplayable commons. Embarrassing. The pool I registered for the guy across from me, of course, had Foil Uro. What else did it have? It had a bunch of great removal spells... My pool had zero removal spells entirely, unless you count some red damage spells, and but unfortunately the, the curve the just pool, was... The pool miserable. you 4 would with, though, was so strong, you weren't even playing that Elspeth that I tweeted out, that I took a picture of. Yeah, you that, that the, uh, the pool... showcase Elspeth. So, so Theros Limited, I know this is a, you know, a pioneer podcast, but Theros Limited is very bomby. So, like, you can either play the bombs, or you can play the synergy and removal. And that deck just had a lot of removal, which was really good. Mm-hmm. The green mana, the green uncommon was, like, demystify, mystify, something like that. It's a one green, and it puts an enchantment on the bottom of um, your opponent's library. And, of course, in this format, creatures are enchantments and all kinds of stuff like that. So, we had, I think, maybe two of those. The removal was just insane. So, like, we just got to play a synergy plan... Um, with some achievements and Satessin Champion, that was my only bomb. But if you're not playing bombs, you need really good removal, and that f- that pool had very good removal. I feel like this is going to be a format where I'm going to enjoy the draft a lot better than the sealed. Sure. I'd like to point out that Oro, mm-hmm. not that great in sealed. No. Not as great, but I mean, it's still an inexpensive um, uh, six six. It comes out early. He's, he's essentially a growth spiral that gains you three life for one extra mana, right? And then your opponent plays. One of the many like random cards that just exile exile something. Sure, they just they, they're not always playing those, especially in like the best colors. Like the best colors, in my opinion, are like green and white, and they don't have a ton of ways. Black has tons of ways, like way too many ways to remove the graveyard. But um, green has only that, has like one or two ways. White has that blade of the sixth pride that when it dies, it exiles a card for some reason. That's right. Is that the three one or yeah, blade of the sixth pride. Okay. Uh, yeah. Return to nature is like a premium green spell in this format. Yes. Oh, that card's insane. That's why format. you want to... You, you main deck that one mana uncommon. Anyway, enough about, about limited formats. If you guys want to, we can talk more about it over Twitter or something like that. Um, because I did play... We played uh, 12 rounds of Pioneer and another 12 rounds of Limited, and then also a Mystery uh, Draft, something yeah. like that. That Mystery yeah, Somewhere Draft was there. dope. And the yeah. worst performance I had in anything was the Sunday Qualifier Tournament. Um, where, like, it wasn't even like the players were... The players were fine. Like, no disrespect to my opponents. They were all super cool, but, like, it wasn't like the players were that... I was thinking, like, oh, maybe you have some real ringers here. The players were average. Like, you had some good players. You had a lot of people who were pretty new. So it was, like, it was a good mix of players, and everybody was really cool. So... Yeah, the, the Pioneer people we played with were super chill, too. Mm. Yeah, I ended up giving away, like, a bunch of packs. Just the people who were just, like, super cool. Like, I beat somebody and give away some, some packs to them just because, like, it was the, just really awesome the, catching the up. Pay, the payouts, even if you didn't 4-0 those things, were, like... Pretty strong. I think if you uh, if you two would I think essentially you got Ten like, packs? Yep. yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So you you made your money back because the the buy-ins were thirty bucks, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were they were good value, like pretty easily. So yeah, uh, those were some awesome side events. Uh, definitely got excited to play some other Pioneer players that aren't you know in, at my usual locals. You know, right? I I thought it was a fun time, and then yeah, we mentioned the mystery draft. Uh, Ricky hooked us up with his uh, networking success and got us into a draft with Ben and Serge from Loading Ready Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's who cool. I, I never met those guys. Are really my, my favorite, really cool. usually content producers on YouTube, so mm-hmm. and Twitch as well. So it was wow. awesome to sit down and hang out with them. Mm. Slight to door monster and the island resolves really. And the island resolves. I mean, that's the biggest loss here. Yeah, it's it the is. biggest slight. Ouch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. I see. I see how it is. I see how it be. Look, we missed Ricky, our boy Ricky, Ricky though. It was. Uh, yeah. It was. We we had a lot of fun, but it was, but like Ricky had to do his thing, and it was really cool. We got to hang out with Ricky on Sunday, like to do the draft yeah. with the LRR guys, which is and then we. Our friend Ed did qualify for the Pro Tour in Throne of Eldraine Limited. That's true. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my yeah. lord, his deck was With insane. the most disgusting amount of blue deck I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that was crazy. When I saw he was just blue, I was like, well, he better some strong cards. He did. He did. He had some he very did. strong cards. Yep. But what's our favorite any, for- format? Oh, we're talking Pioneer, Pioneer baby. In, any Pioneer. any takeaways, Ruckman, from like from your um, success? Like I said, my, my big thing was the, like, I really liked the blue-green deck. My I didn't play any of the Brentinev deck, but... Is probably... I think Mono Green Devotion is dead to me, and I'm on the market for a new deck list. Okay, you hear uh, that, Dex? Yeah, DM's so open. Moving... Yeah, um, I definitely think that maybe starting looking at ramp or maybe the the green blue versions of ramp. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Theros is bringing a lot of heat right now. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, so with that, if we have nothing else to talk about, let's take a look at these uh, these deck lists that we prepared for each other here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there there was a slight switch up. Uh, I was super high in on Uro. And I was going to talk about that, but then uh, pretty much the decklist that I wanted to talk about was essentially the decklist that showed up in every league and uh, showed up on a lot of content producers stuff. So I didn't yep. want to just seem like make it seem like I was just copying everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so dealing with short on that. Yeah. Uh, so I went ahead and I let Ricky take Uro because I know he's been really high on playing Uro and a very special decklist that he loves. And if you listen to the last week's episode, I'm sure you already know what it's going to be. Uh, so I went ahead and I took Croxa. And Chris, you went ahead. You stuck it with your uh, what's that card called? Enigmatic incarnation. Incarnation. All right. So who wants to go first? Oh, I'll go I first. Don't. I don't. I can talk about dredge all day. Yes. All right. There you go. Uh, well, talk. you don't get all day, but you will give you some time. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so this deck, we are going to uh, really, really just go all in on the dredge plan here. Uh, Oro can be cast from our yard for only four mana. And we got to get him in that yard and fill that yard up because now everything matters in the yard. So yeah. since we're adding blue, we get to play another one drop, which is really good. The deck sort of like lives and dies by getting Stitcher Supplier in your opener. Mm-hmm. So uh, sorry, Deathrite Shaman, you're a powerhouse everywhere, but you're no longer in this deck anymore because we got to make mm-hmm. room for four Merfolk Secret Keeper. Need some Fs in the chat here. Uh, this card is insane. It mills you four and then can block for days. Uh, it can also swing. I've got, like, a Decimator of the Province in the sideboard, so that's up. sometimes that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that and Stitcher Supplier mean that we almost always have something to do on turn one. Uh, it also means that our Narc Amoebas and our Prize Amalgams won't get stranded in our hand, which means so we don't have thing. to play four Haunted Dead. We can now split the the burden to two haunted dead and two scrap heap scrounger so once again we can be more relevant in the early game um just a lot more beats and then of course our three oro uh four just 
was not working out. Mm-hmm. He does want five of our cards, and yeah. a lot of our cards are very relevant in the graveyard, so I think three is really good. You bring him back out, you draw a card, play an extra land, gain some life, and then he's just this big 6-6 six, six that's going to keep drawing you cards until they kill him, and then you've probably milled enough to just recast him. Um, Any thought to, um, uh, what's that card, Fable Passage, in the as to play like a fetch land to just get an extra card in the graveyard, or...? So, I thought about that, but, like, it's really important that your first three turns, you never have, a, like, a tap land. Sure, makes sense. So, like, the mana base is Botanical Sanctums and Blooming Marshes. Lands, yeah. And then Shocks, two Land of War Wastes, and only two Basics now, one Swamp, one Forest. Makes sense. Um, still sticking to only 20 lands, this deck really... You flip so many cards, and you get so many options to pick up lands. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you normally want. You normally don't want the creatures that you flip off of, like, Grizzly Salvage, unless it's, like, a Citrus Supplier or a Merfolk Secret Keeper. Right. Everything else you just want to dump into the yard. Um, down to three, Gather the Pack, and unfortunately down to two, Driven to Despair. I might flip a Gather the Pack back to a third, Driven to Despair, because uh, the card is just insane. But sometimes you have to just exile it to get your Oro into play, and so it's just not been as feasible to just play four of anymore sure sure mm-hmm. still think the card's insane and i've been liking decimated province in the sideboard uh since we're playing a lot of extra lands with oro now mm-hmm. you'd be surprised like how quickly you can just like get a haunted dead into play and just throw seven lands and decimate your opponent's province <laughs> decimate, you know, go to beat downtown oh yeah and of course we got creep and chill which just is really uh, the more and more i play with this card the less and less fair it is. Yeah. Well, unless it's stuck in your hand. I mean, it's just... I mean, sometimes even you just cast it as a burn spell. But essentially, the card says our opponent starts at 14 life. And then sure. sometimes the card says our opponent starts at uh, 8 life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a ridiculous card. So. And it gives you some gain life. Like, if you're getting beat down, like it gives you some game against the, oh, yeah. the hyper-fast aggro. So. And Merfolk Secret Keeper <laughs> does, uh, does some work against early early Big Red, mm-hmm. blocking Ragavan, blocking Soulscar Mages, uh, eating multiple burn spells to kill. The only the only card that's really problematic that I found is, like, the green aggro decks when they cast specifically the Elvish, the 5-4 guy for green. Steel Leaf Champion? Steel Leaf Champion. They cast the other three drop, you love Struck Beast, you're fine. Yeah. Because you can block uh, for days. Steel, Steel Leaf was honestly one of the reasons I was still liking playing green. Like, you just... Mm-hmm. It just Not blanks so many it. of my cards. He yeah. beats down. But, uh, he gets you one way ticket to two to toe. What did you think about your deck, Chris? I, w- I want to hear about this weird pod deck, because uh, I don't know where to start with that card. Oh, uh, worst pod? Um, yeah, worst pod, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of thoughts I had about this. Um, the list is probably rougher than what you guys have got, but, like, this was a pretty deep dive, because, like, there wasn't... Like, if you look at Vanifar pod, like, at this point, it's mostly a combo deck. Um, sure. If you look at some of the value things they're doing, like, you know, they can go from creator to creature. We've got to be pretty careful because specifically Enigmatic Incarnation brings us from enchantments to creatures, which I, I'm pretty happy I got this card because, like, I think, like, I found a pretty reasonable balance between enchantment creatures and regular creatures. You need a fair amount of enchantment creatures to go up the chain. I saw, like, I was looking, like, well, just in case there's any creatures I'm missing, let me see if there's anybody, anything out there really already. There's not, and the people that have tried are uh, 
pretty obviously newer players who are trying to like turn their regular enchantments into creatures, and that does not really work. Like you definitely need more more value out of this. One thing I discovered in one deck that I'm now super interested to try is like this deck is half an enigmatic incarnation deck and half a uh, new Thassa deck. I was gonna try old Thassa until I realized in this deck new Thassa is just way better because of the um, bounce the inner play triggers that you get. So um, starting from the top, and then I'll kind of go uh, over why we kind of did each thing. We're going to play one Uro. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to steal other people's cards, but it's just a one-of. So boy. I hope that I hope right. that was uh, allowed there. It's just a good guy to play. Like, again, turn three, it'll, it'll ramp you. Um, you're going to end up sacrificing a lot of things, so he's good to play, and just a big boy. So one of the Uros, four of our uh, namesake card, Enigmatic Incarnation. True Bronze Hide Lion. This is the new... Um, What's Watch that card we were just talking about? Watchable. Well, people people want to say it's Fleece Made Lion, but it's not Fleece Made yeah, Lion. Yeah, yeah, it's it has the same cost and stats as Fleece Made Lion, but it is is definitely not the same. It it is um, playable mistake. I may cut it entirely. I initially had it as a four of, but we just don't play enough creatures that it can come back and attach to. But okay. I do really like it because it's converted mana cost is two, which is what we're really looking for in this deck. Was more twos, and it starts off as a three three. I like it just to be an early blocker or early attacker in some cases. And then when it dies, its trick is it comes back as an aura mm-hmm. that gives your creature no stats, but gives it the ability pay a white and a green to make it indestructible. We're rarely going to use that. It's mostly going to be fodder, but it could come up. Um, we're going to play four of the new card, Dryad of the Elysian Grove. That's a three minute two four. Lets you play an extra land on each of your turns. It's an enchantment creature and. Uh, your lands are all land types. Um, this one is one that we're pretty comfortable sacking off uh, because mostly what you're going to use that to do is ramp, maybe be a blocker, but that's one of the cards that you like don't necessarily need to have in play all game. That's one of the cards you're looking to see to go up the chain. Yeah, I mean, um, you're, we, you like when we, were, when we were talking... Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. When, we, when, we were, when I was helping Chris go over this deck list, I mean, like, th- two into three was like the real big point for this deck list, right? Right, yeah, that's, and then, that's very fair. And one thing I will say, though, this is clearly a, a Chris Klein special because it is, yeah. it is toolbox straight down. Like it is, you are making use of it being pod rather than being like a Vandafar combo style strategy. No, yeah, this this it, it is very hard to combo um, with this. If you're gonna combo, you can do other things. This I called this before we started the the deck of dirtles. I kind of wanted to go last because you are you are dirtling hard. You are gonna get insane value. If it wasn't for Bring to Niv, like I would consider this deck uh, a lot of fun for and even with Bring to Niv because you can shut them shut them down in certain ways. Um, a just an overall great value deck. Um, we'll see that in a second because our big combo here is four Omen of the Sea. Uh, Omen of the Sea is the new two mana plus one preordained thing, and in Scry's two, then you draw a card. Uh, it's got flash in case that's relevant, and then you can sack it for three mana to Scry two. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the big deal there is we're going to go on that chain uh, out of Omen of the Sea into Renegade Rallyer, which is going to get us back either your Omen of the Sea back or get you back Bronzeide Lion. Um, get you back a land if you really want to. Those are your main ones, but each time you're getting back that Omen of the Sea, Omen of the sea you're going to scry two and draw a card. So, like, you're getting a ton of value here. We're going to play two Eidolon of Blossoms just to draw tons of cards. That's one that you don't have to be super scared of sacrificing. Um, you can use it to go up to five if you want to. That's the big thing in this deck, though, is, like, you don't have a ton of four to fives. You've got a lot of two to threes. You've got a couple good three to fours. But, like, if you're going up the chain... It's like to finish off the game. Uh, Eidolon of Blossoms is kind of a thing you want to stop at 
to be drawing a bunch of cards if you need to catch up. Otherwise, you really should be fetching new Thassa to be blanking your Renegade Rallyers to get more Omen of the Sea value. Um, to finish out our threes, because we have a lot of threes, we're going to play a Reflector Mage, uh, just a one-of. This sh maybe should be more, because this card is an insane way to make sure you don't just get aggroed out, and it's just a fun card to blink. Um, but it's not an enchantment creature, and we have to be very careful, on, like I said, on how many of those that we play. Because, again, not something that can be sacrificed. So if you're not sacrificing it, you need to make sure you've got plenty of things to sacrifice. You can either blink it, or, again, we're going to play end up playing some Neoform. So that's the one way you can kind of choose that to go up. Uh, like I said, two new thoughts. We're going to play one Arasta, which is uh, the anti-Ricky card. That's the new 4-mana 3-5 Spider. That is no. the Spooter. That is the Spooter. It is an enchantment creature, and it's one that, again, we're talking about... I wanted to play a is couple of hosers. Is it an enchantment creature? It is. It is an enchantment Jeez. creature. Yeah, yeah. Then that's kind of how I came up on this. It's like, that's a very, very good card. Um, I wanted to see, depending on how the metagame shakes out or what's in your area, I like this deck because it's a deck that you can start with what I've got, and you probably need to keep most of the cards, but you can tune a couple of the hate cards to whatever is going on in your your area. So, like, our hate cards are Eidolon of Rhetoric, one of the main deck, keep people from drawing a bunch of cards. Um, Arasta is going to be good against um, your Is It Phoenixes and whatever else is going to be playing a bunch of spells, maybe some control. Uh, then what's my last one here? Um, you can play whatever you want. I am playing one Courser to help with, like, burn, just to gain some life. I was looking at some of the new cards that gain you life, but Courser's an enchantment creature, so that's an easy one where it's got a big uh, a big booty, a big toughness, and lets you um, gain some life. For the lands you play, a Deputy of, a deputy of Detention. Uh, going up the chain here, one of our main fives, like our only real five to go up to six, is Karametra. Uh, I have looked. It's one of the best fives. You can try your own stuff. That's also an enchantment, but that's one that it's indestructible, which is going to be pretty important because, like, the six we want to really want to get to is Dream Trawler. You draw a ton of cards, so this is just a really easy uh, game-ending threat to protect and one you really want to race to if you're playing against aggro because you can give it Hexproof. It's got five toughness. It's got lifelink. Um, that can kind of end the game on its own. And a Cavalier of Dawn. Cavalier, you could play whichever Cavalier you really wanted to. Cavalier is pretty nifty because it takes care of problem permanents. When it comes into play, it destroys something, and they get a 3-3. And then when it dies, you actually get uh, an enchantment back into play. And that's why I really liked that. Um, you can use two of the Neoforms that we have to, that we have in the deck if you really want to, to go up the chain. Uh, and one Celestial Archon, which is just a 4-4 uh, flyer that I think is... Um, I think that's one of my enchantment creatures. I don't have the visual up, so... Let's see here. It's the Bestow one, right? I think it is, yeah. There you go. So it's the Bestow one, which is in a, in a different... So we're rarely ever going to bestow it. You can if you want to, but it's a 4-4 four, four flyer. That's another one that just is going to go up the chain. Um, but our dream here, like what you're really trying to do, is play um, play out your early game. As soon as you get to 4, sack an Omen of the Sea to get a Renegade Rallyer to get back an Omen of the Sea, or to get back a land if you really want to. Um, if you've been blocking with Bronzeside Lion, you could potentially get back a Bronzeside Lion, depending on how that goes. Isn't uh, then we're the gonna dream to uh -huh. get your dream trawler and put bronzehide lion aura mm -hmm. on that. Um, that does not really matter because dream trawler is never dying anyway. Okay. Yeah, dream dream no, trawler. No one, you no discard a card to give it hexproof. It is very hard to kill. Right. Don't get me wrong. That's great so that you can just stop from being raft. Do you play like... in a world like with no? Uh, is like a supreme verdict shortage in Waco? <laughs> yes, Look, there is. The the online metagame thing on Goldfish likes to pretend there's blue light control running around, but I can assure you, no they're one's all in San Antonio. Yeah. They're all, all in San Antonio. Antonio. That's they're, the they're only not anywhere way else. I was able to three zero with mono blue <laughs> storm. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about that deckless, Ricky? That was that sounds like the hotness. Oh my gosh, that deckless is is just terrarians, prophetic prisms, emrys, mox ambers, ornithopters, springleaf drums, uh, paradox outcome sigh, and then like a mystic forge, a gear per aether grid, uh, a gadwick. Gadwick was insane because if you can get the statuary in play, oh, Gadwick's yeah. actually can, a good card. You can tap all your artifacts to draw cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Aetherflux Reservoir, and you just try to just storm off or kill them with a million thopters. You had me sold that constructed all star Terrarian. D- Terrarian is like actual factual the worst card in the whole deck. <laughs> it is absolutely dumb, useless. Like Codex Shredder, I was playing as a one of. That card's uh-huh. infinitely better. And every time I ever played an Emery on turn one, my opponent had a shock. And I was like, oh, this is how all those green players feel when I have Wild Slash on turn one. It's true. You learn the feels. I was just like, look at this hand. I'm like, I'm like, land, springleaf drum, mox amber, uh, ornithopter, emery, terrarian, go. And they're just like, shock emery. I'm like, oh, this hand does nothing now. <laughs> you have no hand. Yeah, I, I lose. <laughs> all right. Chris, anything else you want to add on this deck list? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, we are going to play uh, two of a card called Urban Utopia, um, which is a two-mana enchantment that, when it comes to play, you draw a card, makes your land tap for any mana. That's another one just to go into two of three. It's a card that can trips, which is what we're really looking for out of our twos. Get, when you get it back with a Renegade Rallyer, it is going to draw you some cards. Like I said, two Neoforms, um, and that's mostly it. I'm going to post this list because I kind of went out it in more of like themes as far as like what the cards are going to do. Um, but your big deal there is you really want to be getting, if possible, your enigmatic incarnation into a new Thassa, and then just do degeneracy from there. Eidolana Rhetoric will draw you. Uh, sorry, Eidolana Blossoms. Eidolana Blossoms is the four mana two two that uh, when it or another enchantment comes into play, draws you cards. Will draw you infinity cards. Like I said, this is a very very insane value deck, and then you can go up the chain I, from there. So you don't I have like, a quick even, question even about once the deck. chains are step. Go ahead, Ricky. If I play a second enigmatic incarnation. Mm-hmm. Can I sack both of them to each other and go get two five drops? As far as I know, yes. Yeah, and Enigmatic Incarnation is another one it's that you can other, sack right? as a four to go up to a five. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. You'd sacrifice another enchantment. It, I mean, it doesn't have to be around once the trick resolves, so yes, you could sack yeah. both of them to each other. If and, you really wanted to. And go get two we, five drops. We don't have a lot of fives here. Like I said, you could definitely tool this to have a couple more fives, but our fives here are really going to be the Cavalier and uh, Karametra, and then um, I think Celestial Archon's a five. I think it's a five mana four four flyer. With vigilance, uh, I think it's a though, um, I, What I do like though about this, Chris, is I think there's there are times where you could just even outvalue um, just by looping just new Thassa with uh, Renegade Rallyer and just sacking an Omen of the Sea, even failing to find like just just scrying to drawing a card every turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you get a ton of value to the deck, which is why I love it, and like maybe why there should be like more Reflector Mages, just to like really get your opponent yeah. out of the game, but yeah, you I, draw I, I, a I, lot of cards with this deck, if you, this, if you so choose. Is, like, this is your main objective really... is to stabilize, and mm-hmm. then get value from there. This is really interesting first trap, and uh, definitely, like, I like the legs that you, you the foundations you set here, and I, I'd love to see if this deck actually turn into something. I like, like, just the, the value engines here are pretty interesting, and I think they're not anything that we're seeing right now. 
Yeah, I appreciate um, that. I, so, my my main issue, and you're right, I forgot. Celestial Organ, the reason I picked it, it's an enchantment creature. It's a 5 minute 4-4 four, four flying and first strike. It does not have vigilance. Oh. Um, yeah. But uh, first strike's a pretty relevant ability. I, I like this. Like I said, my only concern about the, the level of Dirtle is that I think that you get outvalued by the Niv stuff. But the thing is, like, besides the... The thing is the lands are what's going to kill you here because you do need to play four Fabled Passage as a way to trigger Renegade Rallyer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could play less and just make have fun with this deck. This deck is really meant to be fun. But, like, this deck is not super expensive. Um, four Enigmatic Incarnations maybe costs you $4. I don't Maybe they're Maybe they're higher price because it's a new card. The Uro's the big one, and really you could play without the Uro. This is just a more... I was trying to go for a little more optimized list, but um, you could drop the Uro and, and just have a good time playing this. And uh, some Dryad, Dryad, Dryad's an like, expensive one. Yeah. I mean, but you is that $10, though, or what? What is it? It's like 10 or 15 right now, I believe. 10 or 15 Yeah, if you can get it for 10 like, again, like, your decks are going to have some kind of expense to them. Renegade Railroad is pretty cheap. Your main engine of the deck, which is your um, Omen of the Sea and Renegade Rallyer type stuff, is you know pretty cheap, so... Mm-hmm. Alright, Ruckman, you're you're uh, bringing us up here unless somebody has any more questions about it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Like I said, I, I definitely like the, the shell that you're bringing here, and I definitely think um, it's very much... Get to the deck. Old, uh, get to the deck. Oh, hold on. One thing I really wanted to see, I, w- I was going to put this in a new light um, before, but instead what we're just going to do is I want to see if you guys uh, are listening. I know that most of our listeners are just Ruckman's alt accounts and the Professor's alt accounts because he loves Ricky so much. Also, but, um, secretly Ross. We also have secretly Ross Miriam. I'm sure somewhere in there. Secretly, yeah, Ross Miriam is one, definitely one of our listeners. But if you figure uh, uh, professors' alt accounts being like a third, and then Ruckman's alt accounts being another third, that leaves a third of you that are definitely real people who listen to our podcast. So thank you. If you guys tweet at me the a Soltai version of this list, I will uh, give you gold stars. Uh, depending on how much I like it. But I think there's definitely a pretty cool Soulfly version. I went Bant mostly to take advantage of the Renegade Rallyer, but I think, like, Massacre Girl is a great way to come back with this deck. There's a lot of great black enchantments that are pretty sick, so I think Soulfly is another really fun way to do it. Treacherous Blessing sounds hot. Dude, I'm telling you. There, Trust me, like... If I was not a sucker for Renegade Rallyer and the don't, value Don't we need provides, to be in though, because of Enigmatic Incarnations, green and white? Um, no, it's green and blue. It's green and blue, okay. Yeah, right, that's, yeah, that's the big thing. Chris, I heard that uh, I could go to a Magic Fest and exchange ten of your gold stars for a round one buy in the GP. Is this true? Uh, that is. That is. We're working on that with Wizards. Uh, oh, okay. It was supposed to be in the last release with the whole. Uh, okay. If you uh, only two GPs count, only your first three gold stars count towards the buy. Oh. So, okay, I understand. You know, it leaves kind of the other seven worthless, and you can't ever redeem them for anything. So we're working on it. We're working. How do on I get to the Pro Tour? Yeah, that's uh, uh, not even game. professional magic players can tell you. Okay, thank you. For draft that. draft mono blue in a PPQ. Okay, draft mono blue. Yeah, yeah that's um, how you do it. All right, all right. So, so anyway, at I'm me with stalling. your Sultai list. At it's underscore Christmas. All right, Ricky thinks I'm stalling, but I'm bringing the heat. I'm bringing... I was pretty torn on how I wanted to take Croxa, uh, Titan of Death's Hunger here. But, what two... is Croxa? Hung or something of Death Titan. What does All that right. card do? Titan of Death's Hunger. Uh, so it's the other. It's the other Titan because even though there are four, they only gave us two. Uh, so Croxa is another six-six Elder Giant. For but for this, he's only black and a red. When he enters the battlefield, sacrifice unless it's escaped. Whatever. Here's the big thing though: it escapes for exile five cards. Black, black, red, red. Pretty similar to Uro there, right? Uh, but what makes him different from Uro is his ability is whenever Croxa enters the battlefield or attacks. Each opponent discards a card. Then each opponent who didn't discard a non-land card this way loses three life. 
So you have a discard outlet here that is probably going to ding your opponent for three, but also at the same time, he's very good when your opponent is out of cards in hand because you're still going to get that lot lose three life of trigger going off, right? Is that Yes, that's, that's how that works. Okay, yeah. That's what I think makes this card very interesting and very powerful is that even if your opponent's out of cards in hand, it's still doing something. It's still going to be nugging them for three. So I thought there, there are two real ways I wanted to take this deck list, so I'm going to present... For them to the Midnight Council, I'm going to present both versions of the decklist here. Uh, one, of the first one I think is a decklist that I've been kind of high on a lot lately, which is just the sort of Rakdos Pyromancer strategies, uh, which use cards like obviously Young Pyromancer to make a bunch of one ones off the back of just very efficient spells like Coligan's Command, Thoughtseize, Collective Brutality, Fatal Pushes, Wild Slashes to get that early interaction with your opponent, uh, and then it's also going to play four Bone Crusher Giant. Two Bedlam Reveler, just to help fill back up your hand. And then the four Croxa. Because unlike Uro, I think with um, with Croxa being only two mana, it slots a little easier in. And I think that just even if you're just nugging your opponent for three, for two mana, that's still a pretty decent rate if you're not escaping it. And mm -hmm. multiples don't hurt as much as Uro, I think. Uh, and then rounding it out, you have two Chandra Torch Defiance and two Liliana the Last Hope. So again, we're just looking for a lot of value here. Uh, off of our young Pyromancer, and then we're just effectively just trying to incrementally deny our opponent's resources and eventually just kill them with one of the big spells like a Croxa, a little big, you know, some extra duders off of Pyromancer, or even like a Bedlam Reveler, you know. So that's that's the first deck list I presented for you guys here. Uh, any any real questions on this t type of idea? No, I want to choose the second one because the second one so is the second, the second one is, one is real. One. The second one is the, the second good one. one's the good one. Yes, the yes. second one is the. Good I like one. I like this one a lot. Look, no, I did not like that. Liliana, Last Hope, Milling Two is sort of cute, but I like the okay. next one a lot better. Okay, all right, all right. So this one definitely was a little more spicy. This is definitely the spicier list. Uh, I br I present to the Midnight Council, Crocs a rack. Uh, really, it's seven racks. We're not playing all eight, uh, but Crocs a rack is I'm going to call it. Uh, so again, we're playing four of Crocs of Death's Hunger. Uh, we're playing Thought Seizes. We're playing Cold Against Commands. Four of each of those. Two Collective Brutality. Four Fatal Push. Uh, and then here's the difference. So of course, when I say it, we're, it's a rack style strategy, uh, this is in reference to uh, what was the first rack? Is it uh, just the rack? It's called the rack. Yeah, it's called the rack. Yeah. So the rack, of course, which is. Um, at the beginning of the chosen player's upkeeps, you choose a, a player as it enters the battlefield. It deals X damage, where X is three minus the number of cards in your hand. So the less number of cards your opponent has in hand, the more damage they retake with these effects. And these are similar effects we've seen printed a bunch of times, but in Pioneer, we conveniently have two of them available in Shrieking Affliction, which is a one-man enchantment that at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if they have one or fewer cards in hand, they lose three life. And then you also have, for three mana... From War of the Spark, you have Davriel Rogue Shadow Mage, uh, which is again one of the um, enchantment walkers, you could say, from War of the Spark. So at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, if that player has one or fewer cards in hand, Davriel deals two damage to them, and it has three loyal base loyalty with a minus one to they discard a card. Uh, to support these types of effects, we're also running cards like Murderous Riders, a three of, Yarox Fen Lurker, which is a one one for a black that when it enters the battlefield, your opponent exiles a card from their hand, and then for three mana, for two and a black, you give it plus one, plus one. It does cost uh, also, double black, just to clarify. I think you said yeah, one I, I, it does cost I, double I, black. Yeah. But then also, alongside your racks, we're playing two Waste Knot, 
which is an enchantment. This is when an opponent discards a creature card, create a 2 2 zombie creature token. When an opponent discards a land, add two black, black, vanity, or mana pool. Whenever an opponent discards a non creature card, draw a card. Uh, then the mana base, we're looking at like Castle Lockways to try and fill up our yard again. But one thing, so th these rack strategies have been kind of kicking around in the back burner for a while for Pioneer. You know, I feel like I've seen a lot of posts about these types of strategies. But I think what holds them, what's been holding them back, is a lack of ways to finish out the game that aren't just your rack strategies. Mm -hmm. So Crocs is going to be a big help with that. I'm also playing two of Pack Rat, just to for that when our opponent's out of cards in hand, we can get better use out of just these discard spells. Yep. And also help fuel into getting our Crocs out earlier. And then to support the Pack Rats and just again add some extra ways to finish out the game, I'm playing three Mutavolt. Yep, just to beat down. Mutavolt's a great way when you're both tapping this. You don't have a ton of draw cards in this. Yeah. Waste Knot can kind of draw you some cards, but mm -hmm. Mutavolt is a very classic way to, all right, we're both top decking now. You're going to be taking damage. I I've always got a Mutavolt to do something with my cards. Yeah. Um, so. so, yeah. So, like I said, this is a pretty much way of, I'm trying to take some of the weaknesses that we've seen in this rack strategy before and sort of downplay them with cards like Croxa, with cards like Packrat. Again, I think Croxa here really shines because what makes it powerful is that ability to, even if your opponent's out of cards in hand, you can still nug them for that three damage. Yeah, and if you you you're probably trying to look for card or look for hands that have one of your uh, rack strategies in them, but yeah. you know if you want to wait to play them, um, probably might be a good idea there. You can Crocs them, and they might just you know um, discard a card and take the damage before they know what's going on. So, like, yeah. you you probably have that, that little advantage game one of them not understanding your rack strategy, and maybe discarding taking more damage than they should uh, oh, before man. you start. Can I just them. say that it hurt me physically to include vicious rumors in a constructed deck list? You know, yeah. There's no way you have to play that card. There's gotta be something better. There isn't. What about just, like, Duress? Mm, there's so many creatures in this format, I think Duress is pretty weak. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, you could—it's probably a flex spot. Like, you probably could uh, to dive deep and find something interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, they typically they're discarding so many cards anyway. Like, you're you're squeezing them. So you don't like the new two mana one from uh, Theros, the one that's like it—it get... it was close. But again, um, you—I want to get have our opponent out of cards as quickly as possible. So vicious rumors being one mana was pretty important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is two mana, but I mean, it does exile, which is nice, and take anything. Yarok's uh, Fenruler here, though, has been uh, slapping for me in standard, so. Oh, you've been playing that mono black devotion? Oh my god, I've been playing that mono black devotion. But uh, I think this deck is sweet. I've been wanting to play Shrieking Affliction since the format started. Yeah. And uh, this is definitely sweeter. Then I went with Croxa. I went. Uh, does, I, what? Does Ruckman win for like most competitive deck? I think I went for Do most competitive deck. Is, I, think, is, I will is, give Ruckman the sweetest deck. Yeah. Yeah, I I'd give him like yeah for sure. These two decks, yeah. can I just say, also ended up costing way more than I initially intended them to. Sure. Oh, I mean, there's no budget on uh, the creativity of eight rack, so yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do a bunch of magic in another episode for for the homies out there. And like, so you can always add us if you want to like 
uh, there's also, like substitute card or something like that. We've been playing for a long time, so. There's also a great budget video on Tularean Community College. Oh yeah. On YouTube. Uh, for Some, those uh, that don't know, um, you know, we 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 um like I said, so Ricky Ricky opened that door for that professor connection uh, to help out with that. Top Ricky five lets us be on this podcast, card. basically. <laughs> well, this is Ruckman's podcast. Okay, this is not you. my podcast. This is our podcast. It's our podcast. Uh, but yeah, so Ricky, you've been doing a little bit of writing for the prof, uh, especially essentially like uh, the Pioneer Decklist he's done lately have been just you write. Like you've helped those those scripts. Yeah, I've been helping out with the Pioneer content um, and other uh, Commander maybe prop content as well. But but you you you're doing kind of like budget focus for the next little while, right? I wanted to do two that were like under hundred dollars, so I did seventy-five dollar boggles, and there'll be another budget one that I'll be submitting. Uh, who knows when it'll okay, be cool. made? I was amazed that the boggles one was up as fast as it was. Yeah, so definitely, you know, Chris makes a point of talking about budget, and I know budget is a topic that I've been approached about a bunch on Twitter. So definitely, mm-hmm. that's a topic we're going to go over um, soon. Maybe as early as next week. Uh, I, I think next week might be a good time to sit, sort of sit down and start looking at the big metagame changes. Sure. Uh, but we can definitely... I think budget's going to be one to sort of have on its own. But, you know, if we're, if we're, depending on how time runs, we can definitely look at um, budget. I do want to give budget a good uh, discussion length for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, another pro- thing we've talked approached a lot about is sideboarding for Pioneer. Mm-hmm. I will say right now as a quick teaser on that, any bit of uh, graveyard hate in your colors, play it. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, There's nothing going on in your opponent's graveyard. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Ricky's nightmares space. start with four Leyline of the Void. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, you know, I, didn't, I didn't make any sideboards for either of these decklists, but they will start with four Leyline of the Void. Yeah. So definitely, you know, sideboarding and budgets are two things we definitely want to talk about coming up here in the near future. Uh, but and if anyone has any, I, any topics they want us to talk about, uh, do reach us out at Twitter at Crew3Podcast uh, or to either other also Chris and Ricky at it's underscore Christmas or at also Steve. Uh, so yeah, anything else we want to talk about? I mean, you know, just a brief preview of the, the metagame. Pretty much anything that's playing white is throwing in Heliod Combo with Walking Ballista anywhere they can. Uro is taking off. Uro is giving a lot of extra gas to uh, Niv to Light, uh, which mm-hmm. is apparently sort of uh, pushing pushing out Chonky Red here. So maybe a new king of the format? I don't know, it's too early to tell, but I think we're definitely seeing a, a metagame shakeout now. Uh, so it'll be really uh, interesting. Hilariously, you are seeing a small resurgence in um, uh, Ginger Brute. Uh, what's that deck? Uh, Running with Scissors in the Insul Artifact deck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you that I believe a significant portion of that is Stone Coil Serpent have protection from multicolored. Yes. Uh, when you give that and, and pump it, it is very hard to bring to Niv, which is a multicolored deck, to... Uh, hurt that, um, and or it's too big to get killed by deafening clarions, uh, so on and so forth. So, um, as the monocolor decks are kind of getting pushed out, um, Stone Coil Serpent is doing work. Mm-hmm. This deck is also relatively pretty cheap. Yeah, the Insular Artifacts deck is pretty cheap. Is that what you're talking about? Right. Also, uh, mm-hmm. real quick, just while we were on the topic, slightly of budget, um, the mono red deck in this format is almost three hundred dollars. So, uh, when we when we say budget. It doesn't mean like twenty five or fifty dollars. Like budget is like sub hundred. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, for unfortunately, sure. we could definitely hook format you up. Format is stuff, but... a little expensive. Sure, but uh, you know, yeah. definitely doesn't have to be 
you know, an entire a good paycheck, chunk of just like mm-hmm. a quarter of a paycheck, you know. I, if if you're not playing, if you take, I mean, Mutaval is definitely one of the big things that makes like Chunky Red good. But if you're not playing Mutaval, I mean, that deck's like what, like a hundred and fifty dollars, maybe. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, well, the Chandras are like fifty bucks for the the Chandras. That's fair. Um, I think that Mutaval's the most bang for your buck. Probably. I think like as far as like the amount of play you'll get from a card for the money it's worth. The GP promo Mutavolt still being like fifteen to seventeen dollars right now. Well, and I th- I think that's where again I want to do a law like a big discussion on budget because Fair I enough. think alongside with budget we can talk about what to invest in that's going to get you a lot of play in the long run. Fair enough. Blue red lands. Blue red lands. <laughs> yeah, cheap. You can play a lot with them. Spire bluff and steam vents. Just pick them up. And you can play most decks. Uh, also, like. You know, the price tag again on Mutavault and Thoughtseize can look daunting, but any black deck's going to play four of Thoughtseize. I think, you know, you just have to sort of decide what you want to do with your money. And again, that's a, this we can spend a whole lot on this topic, and we will spend a whole lot on this topic. We will spend a whole lot of time on this topic, yeah. But anything else before we t- move on to hot takes, gentlemen? Um, um, did you want to talk about the mystery booster thing? Or? Yeah, so we're not, we're not going to do it this week, and we're still going to try and finalize some rules on it. But I do for a mystery draft have one sealed pack of mystery booster convention edition if you can hear the plastic jiggling oh getting teasing them with the with the little um, wrapping uh, noises there we're huh? still ASMR we're still trying rapper. to figure out the final things we're going to mm-hmm. do with it uh but i do want to give this away to the listeners just there's a little fun thing here uh we're gonna next episode we're gonna have everything finalized next episode will be episode 10 has been a little bit of a milestone we're gonna then we're gonna give this away. Give this away to yeah, a lucky listener. I think listener. we'll have some fun announcements for for uh, next episode too. We've got yeah. some plans in the works for getting we're a couple talking, hundred uh, downloads now and yeah, talking on. about some extra content, the avenues for us. Uh, so there's definitely a lot to talk about. Definitely a lot of fun announcements coming out, and that'll be a fun giveaway to do for our listeners here. Anything else before we move on to hot takes? Then no, no, I'm good. All right, all right, cool. Uh, so as always, everyone. So with hot takes, it's always two of us going head to head. With a, a roughly 60 seconds. Uh, it's a meme at this point that it's actually 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. But a roughly sort of 60 seconds timer. And then the other one judges whoever wins. Crown Hot Takes winner. Get a level extra 30, 60 second uh, soapbox here. Ricky, uh, as reigning Hot Takes champion. Uh, his, once, his once and only so far. Uh, can he retain or will he have to go back out in the cold? Mm. Back to the alley? Back to the alley. Hashtag back in the alley. Back to the island resolves. Back to the island no, for Ricky. No, never. I can't return. Yes. Back to the island. Where All was right. this meme last week? Oh, Cha- my God. Champion's advantage, Ricky. Do you want to go first or second? I want to go second. The hammer. All He's right. taking the hammer. I have All learned right. the, the metagame of hot takes. All right. All right. The Hold metagame on. of hot takes. Let me, let me take a sip. He's learned, the, uh, he learned how to be a genetic take a freak. Take a sip. Take a chip. All right. Chris, you ready to judge? Um, yeah, I'm, I've been, I was born ready. Alright. I judge people all day. Uh, Alright. <laughs> alright, and let's go. Alright, so, I think with the announcements of the recent bans from Modern last week, we saw a lot of people saying that, hey, Modern's back, Modern's healthy, uh, Pioneer's gonna die. Uh, I think that is clearly false. I don't think Modern is healthy at all. It's still got a lot of problems. And I think what makes Pioneer so great and what puts Pioneer over Modern is the fact that we are a highly interactive format. I think in like modern where you're sort of staring at your opponent trying to figure out who's going to win what turn, right? Pioneer is great because it's highly interactive. What you do to your opponent highly matters. 
a lot of the top plate spells are discard spells, are removal spells, just or early threats, right? I think what makes Pioneer, again, what makes Pioneer special, what makes Pioneer great, is this highly interactive format, and it really matters how you can interact with your opponent. And so that's really, that's my hot take. Boom. Done. All right. And in under time, which uh, may be a bonus to you. We'll see. All right. Ready? Uh, yeah. The island can start resolving now. Before Theros came out, I sh- all over the new basic lands that look like Pokemon energy cards. But I'm mm-hmm. here to tell you, they are amazing. They look so good in uniform when you have mm-hmm. all of your lands the same uh, of these basic energy lands. I'm going to say, if you see them for 10 to 15 cents, which they're going to hit very quickly because people are offloading them in bulk right now, pick them up. You want 50 of each, 15 cents each. These are the best basic lands I think we've ever seen, and the fact that they come in every pack, unlike those stupid Nicol Bolas lands that came one in every four packs, is the biggest blessing about Theros Beyond Death Booster packs. You heard it here first. You don't need to foil them. Foil them, don't foil them. Just make sure they all look the same. They're beautiful. Hmm. All right. Is that it? That's it. That's pretty hot. Also in under 60 seconds. Um, hmm. Unlike most weeks where you guys incorrectly uh, dismiss my hot take or correctly give me a hot take champion uh, because it's super easy because the other one of you messed up, this is actually a pretty a pretty good uh, pretty good week, I would say, for hot takes. This is, this is a tough judge. We might need to edit some of these things out. On one hand, weighing these things up, uh, I like recommends take that uh, modern is still trash. Uh, if you're a modern lover, that's fine, too. We're, in, we're really not really here to poop on you. But um, I like the discussion about uh, interaction. Uh, I wish there were a couple more points in there, but uh, I like where we were going. Ricky's take is another one of my favorites because it involves Ricky admitting he was wrong, <laughs> which, uh, which, which, to be fair, he does a whole lot. Uh, Ricky is a very, very smart young man who understands when he is wrong, just like I was wrong this morning when we were talking about a certain uh, breach deck that I did not understand how it worked. So, hmm. You know, one of these weeks we're going to have to let Twitter decide uh, when I really can't. Man, it's so hard to give it to Ricky because he bragged about how going second was the thing, and I feel like I'm making him right by uh, by doing, but... Man. Alright. I have decided that the winner this week staying on the island oh, or so yes. coming back from the island yes. will be Ricky Lynn with yes. his hot takes on uh, I on can't believe everyone, you're warning him for everyone not knows, talking about our format everyone knows modern is trash everyone it's knows that nobody is like That's not what I'm nobody saying. is thinking oh thank god my skin lattice is gone modern is saved Everybody is like, holy shit, we can well, still play hey, once hey, upon hey, a time. Is, can we watch, this, can we watch I was not language? gonna I was not gonna poop on your uh, <laughs> on your hot take. But here comes Ricky out of the island on the boat, cruising up on your land, taking your base. I've used up just, all uh, of our swear words, so you have nothing to say no, back to me. You shouldn't be using up any swear words. Edit <laughs> <laughs> them out. But, Somebody edit them out. I will. Uh, uh, yeah, that falls on Chat, clip that, please. Chat, do that. I, I liked. Uh, I did like Ruckman's take, but it was. Uh, it needed to be a little more. A little more clean. A little more clean. R- R- Ricky came ready to. Ready to roll. All right, Ricky. Your sixty seconds. Do you have your soapbox um, ready? Is my it set up? soapbox. Um, Let me know. Let me know when you're ready to go. I'm gonna time it. My soapbox is ready. Okay. 
starting in three, two, one soapbox. Theros is a good set. It is not going to look good in history because it has to come after Eldraine, and Eldraine was broken. I think that there's a lot of cards in Theros that are going to affect all of the formats, and mostly Pioneer and Standard. But I think that it's going to be sort of shadowed by Eldraine. And I think that we need to work together as a community to not like completely uh, leave Theros behind. I think that as far as power level mistakes, there's only one with Underworld Breach. I think the rest of the cards, while some of them seem a little more powerful and push like the dog, I think they're all good and they work together. I like this. I like this take. I think that this is uh, uh, something I agree with. A lot of great cards in Theros that, like I said, because we're so wowed by Throne, uh, may not get remembered. We'll see. There's so many great cards. I'm just going to start the campaign for hashtag unban Oko. Oh my god. No, no, no. No, no. We will. We will. Uh, I don't know what we'll do, but it won't be good. Also, we'll, while Ricky we'll put you in that his... part of Twitter where the guy who made fun of Target Tory is. What's the? I don't know what that guy's no, name we is. We stand behind Target Tory. He does not. He does not. Uh, he does, his name is not going down in history very nicely. But wherever, whatever part of the internet that guy's in right now, that's where you will go if you start unbanning. Tory is the person that works for Target. Yes. yes. Okay, yes. I am behind. Target Tory is the only one worth remembering. Okay. The other guy is trash. Cool. All right. Excellent. Uh, hey, Ricky. While you were going on your soapbox, I want you to check Twitter real fast. I can't. Oh no. My phone is way over there. I, I will check Twitter for you, Ricky. All right, all right. Uh, I'm, um, I'm starting to regret maybe giving Ruckman the control of the uh, official, official Twitter. There, there was no giving. I'm the one that made it. <laughs> There's no giving. Only taking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would I would have done this. Did anyway. you retweet an episode of the Island Resolves? Yes. I will yes, murder you. Did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Yes, he oh did. My oh, God. this is so great. Well, well, that's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait to see you Go for ahead and check out two next week when Ruckman is dead. <laughs> I'll talk with you, Ricky. We we should we need to have some Chris and Ricky one on one conversations. Some of the best talks ever have, uh, have right. come from Chris and Ricky one on ones. Ricky, Ricky, congratulations for winning again. I'm a humble loser. No one watched <laughs> that. Nobody watched that. I'm gonna go on Twitter and tell everybody not to watch this. That's how you do things. That's definitely the way to get people to not. Oh, watch you're that. right. This is true, Ricky. hundred percent. I'm just gonna copyright this strike it. Can we do that? We. That's there. You go. There we yeah, go. Go for it. Can I do that on See, Twitter, Ricky? Here's here's where you made a mistake. I went and I deleted all my embarrassing YouTube videos that I made when I Ricky's too much of a man. School. Ricky's too much of a man to do that. I am. Okay. I am. I've come a long way. Hey, I said, remember where you all began? I love the video. We love you. It's all in good fun. I also, we, we, do, we do love I have it. to admit, I never gave out any booster packs. I think I claimed that there's a giveaway in one of those videos, and I never gave them out. Well, oh, that won't be us. No, we, this, this booster, booster is going to someone. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write those. It's definitely, definitely going to be our cousin, and there's no <laughs> way you guys listening will ever know. So. Yeah, all right, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. That's been Crew Three presented by the Island Resolves. Oh. Uh, we're having a, we're having Sponsored fun times by. here. Sponsored by the Island Resolves. I'm your host Ruckman. With me, of course, co-host Chris and Ricky. Follow us at Twitter at Crew Three Podcast. Follow these boys at its underscore Christmas at also Steve. Please, if you're listening and enjoying this this podcast, word of mouth helps us so much. Tell your friends to listen to us. Retweet us out. Everything. Have some fun. Go play some Pioneer. Y'all have a good week. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to Delarian Community College. Bye. We have to cut everything out.